we're going to do a review of yesterday's daf taf yud. What happened? What happened? What? We want to know. You want me to back you up? One daf every day. What do you expect? <laughs> yeah, every day. It hasn't changed in uh, right. three hundred years. <laughs> years, right? It's been the same, same system. <laughs> we looked. At, we learned a lot about midah connected midah. Peek back. You'll see. It's very good stuff. Very interesting. And now we'll do the review of yesterday's dafka to today's. We have in mind that our learning should be a schus for a full shalem from Moshe Ari ben Aliza. Should feel better, be back on your feet. Daniela, Bas, Sarah. Okay, Sarah Bas Yochevet, Michal Bas Yudis, Hadas Bas Ranya. All also need a refuah. Okay, with that, let's 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 start our review. So uh, we are we are talking about. Um, um and uh, it says Buhu Yochel Lo Yisrael. Now the word Yochel is a little interesting because it means like also like has a concept of Kulin. Um and uh, well, that's when the oath that Avimelech made that the Plishtim will never start up with the Jews. The Jews don't start up with the Plishtim. Will be a you know a truce a peace. And, um, and he, they broke it. They started attacking the Jewish people. Um, and that's, uh, they were, this is the beginning of the punishment was within the time of Shimshon. Well, yeah. Um, and uh, the Pazuk says, about, about Shimshon. In what area was he blessed? So he was blessed in his, um, in his, uh, how many children he had? Um, it says the pasuk v'zaruk nachal shotiv, whatever. So they had a lot of children. Uh, Shimshon called out to Hashem and he said, "Hashem lokim zochreini na v'chaskeini na, acha pa'amaze." Remember me, strengthen me. This time, this is after he was captured by the plishtim. They blinded him, and they were making fun of him. And he says, "I want the revenge for one of my eyes from the plishtim." So what was Shimshon really arguing for Hashem to remember? So he says, I want you to remember, I was 20 years the leader of the Jewish people. I judged, I was the judge, and I never told anybody to carry me, even my stick, from place to place. I never asked for any favors. I was not, uh, I never took advantage in that way of my position, okay? Anyway, um, Shimshon uh, went and he, he caught, he caught uh, 300 foxes. Now, why did he pick on foxes to revenge on the Plishtim? So, Rabbi Ivo said, Barnegdi said, name of that Shimshon, who said that uh, you know, foxes are known to be like uh, they, they turn on their tail. You know, they're sneaky animals. Anyway, but they turn back. And that's, uh, that's exactly what the Plishtim did. They should be the punishment for the Plishtim who turn their back on their promise. So, it's like a hint to that. Um, so the Rav Shimon HaChosset said that the distance between the two shoulders of Shimshon was 60 amos. It's huge, okay, but I don't know what he meant by this, but maybe he means, but here's why, where he got the basis for it. It says that he picked up the entire gates of the city of Hazza and, uh, <coughs> and carried them you know, off um, and uh, put him on his shoulder. Now, the, the minimum that the, the gates of, of a city would be is 60 amos. Um, so that's, he was able to carry it on his shoulders. So how else is that possible? That's the idea. 
after he was caught, it says that he was grinding in the jail. So what does it mean? Grinding? Grinding means he was doing averos. What was the averos? It means that every man brought their wife to Shimshon to impregnate them because they wanted to catch some of the strength of Shimshon. Um, and uh, that, you know, there's an idea before a person who drinks wine, you serve wine. Before a person, apparently, he was very virulent, I guess is the word. Okay. He was very what? Um, virul. Not, virul. Virul, virul, right, exactly. Virul. Which aspect? Meaning, in how, he, they, they every night in the so area of, from of having relations, right. That's a prodigious With all the women. Right. Of the from all the women, right? Um, Rabbi Yechren says um, that somebody who cheats on his wife, going back to Sota a little bit, the wife, the wife will cheat on him. It goes both ways, and that's the pasuk. Uh, we brought a few pesukim to that idea, um, and uh, there's an expression that people say: each one in their area. The husband has his things that interest him, and the wife has her things that interest her. Um, Shimshon was a, a very appropriate judge, like his father in heaven. As the Pasuk says, Danya din Yisrael. Rabbi Yechran says that Shimshon is called Shimshon because of the name of HaKadosh Baruch who is in there. Because it says about Hashem, Kishem Hashem So Shimshon is coming from that, like a son. Um, if that's the case, it should be a, like a name that you can't erase. So he says it's not truly a name of Hashem, but it's Me'en. Okay. Okay, and he, just like God, Hashem protects the world, so the, the, the same thing is that Shimshon is, was, was protecting in his generation on the Jews. Um, Bilam was lame in one leg, but uh, Shimshon was lame in both of his legs. Okay, um, Pasuk says, Shfifo Nali Orach. Okay, there are five people who had a tremendous ma'ala in one area. Okay, and they each ended up that being their downfall. Um, Shimshon was in his strength. He had a strength that was enormous. And uh, that, you know, we know what happened to him. Shol in his uh, neck. Um, and Shalom in his hair. And Sidke in his eyes. And Asa in his feet. Shimshon, as the Pesach says, after uh, the strength left him, so he had strength and it left him. Shol in his neck, as it says that he was Sheikh Malamala from everybody, and Shol took the sword and he fell on it in a way that would kill him. He landed on it, the sword, cut him in the neck. Um, um, uh, Shalom in his hair, and that we'll get to the story later, because we're going to get a little bit more into Shalom, Tzidkiah, in his eyes, because it says that Sidki was blinded, and Asa in his feet, because um, when he got older, he got f- uh, foot problems. What was the foot problem? It was Badgara, which they, they translated as gout, um, and uh, very, very painful description of what it feels like. It's like a needle in flesh. Um, how do they know what it feels like? Either he suffered from it, or he heard it from his Rebbe, or it's Soda Shemli Rav says, why was Asa punished by his feet? Because he made the Tamil Chomim work, and he didn't give, you know, normally when it came to these type of work taxes, the Tamil Chomim, you're learning, you, you should get off, and he did not do that. Um, um, so, okay. 
Um, he said, even a chassan from, you know, a chassan and kala, where normally they're supposed to be together and not be made to work, uh, he did, he took them and also the scholars. Okay. Shimshon went down to Timnas. Okay, the problem is um, that by Yehuda, it says he went up to Timnas. So was Shimshon, was Timnas at the bottom of the hill or at the top of the hill? That's the question, contradiction. So one answer is is that is that it's uh, it, it's it, it, it's going in a spiritual sense. Uh, Shimshon uh, he went downhill in his you know he w- there was beginning of uh, his downfall, um, and by Yehuda it was uh, where he got elevated. Um, so that's the difference. Um, another shot is that there are two different cities named Timna. One is on the upper part. One's on the bottom part, and. Um, and then uh, Rabbi Yuda says that no, it could be it's one timna, but it's at the side of the mountain. If you're coming from the top of the mountain, you're going down. If you come from the bottom of the mountain, you're going up. Um, and that's the other answer. Okay. It says about Tamar, because we mentioned Yuda, so that's the story with Yuda and Tamar. So it says that she sat in the Pesach in What does that mean? So Alexandria says that teaches us that she went and sat in the in the doorway of Avram Avinu, where everybody was looking, to um, Rav Hanan said that it's a place actually called Enaim, as the we quote cities named Tapuach and Enam. Enam is Enaim. Okay, Rav Shmuel Bar says that uh, she explained herself to him, which is that when when you again Yehuda thought that she was a prostitute, but even so he wasn't willing to have relations with her unless she answered the questions. He said, what if you're not Jewish? I'm not going to have relations with a non-Jew. So she says, I converted. So then he says, and what if you're a married woman? So he's like, I'm not married. What if your father accepted your condition for you? Then maybe you'd be married. So she's like, I'm an orphan. So it's like, oh, maybe you're Tame, maybe you're Nita. It's like, no, I'm Tova. So only then was he willing to have relations with her. Um, we mentioned Avram that he was Vayita Eishel Bever Sheva. So Rish Lakish says that means that he built, uh, made a orchard there, <clears throat> planted all kinds of amazing fruit. And Rabbi the Ram Nachemia say no, it was uh, so. Uh, that's one pshat um, that it was a pardes, and the other pshat was that it was an inn. Now, if it was a pardes, so then the Vayita fits in. But if it was a uh, an inn, what did he plant? So that's also the same word they used to describe a tent that you pitch. Okay. And he called out in the name of Hashem. This is about Avram Avinu. So Rish Lakish says that Vayikra, not that he called out, but he caused to be called out. And that was how Avram Avinu did Kirov. Whenever people come by and uh, ate and drank and he served them food, they came to give him a blessing, and we want to bless you for, for so such a tremendous treating us so nicely. Mm-hmm. So he says, "Don't did you eat from me? You ate from the God of the world. You should give praise and thanks to Him and bless Him." And uh, so he caused them to give thanks to the God. Um, so back to Yehuda. Yehuda saw her, and he thought that she was a prostitute because she covered her face. That's not a reason. To be a prostitute, a covered face is what a prostitute would not be a prostitute. So uh, Rabbi Rab Lozer says that she covered her face in when, when she was married, so Yehuda didn't recognize her. That's what it means. But anyhow, it was uh, an Avede. 
that he had relations with her. Well, he thought it was an Avera. In the end, it was really a way of fulfilling Yibu, because that's what, that's what was going on. That's no, why she know, wanted that. We know that how it happened, but at the moment... Yeah, in his mind, it was an Avera, yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, so um, Rabbi Yonason says that, the, that uh, any um, daughter-in-law who is very modest in the house of her in-laws is merits to have kings and prophets come from them. And that's Tamar, because the prophets, we know, Chazon Yeshayo ben Amos, who was a prophet, and kings because of David HaMelech, who came from her. And, um, and, and we know that Amos <clears throat> was from the family of David because it says Amots and Amatia are brothers. So they're both from the same line. It says in the Pasuk, he mutzes, that means she's being taken out. But the mutzes is not the right word. It should have said mitotzes. Um, so why did it say it this way? Because she was wanting to find the signs to show who the real father, who's the, who's the real father of the babies inside of her. And uh, there was the, the bad angel tried hiding them, and Gabriel helped find them for her and put them together. Um, and Pasuk says, anyway, Michta, that Ledovin Michtam, what does that mean? That when, when these Simonim were lost, so she was like a, 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 a dove that was silenced. Um, anyway, but Ledovin Michtam, because she would marry it to have David. Who was Machvetam, who was completely, um, who was a very humble and very perfect. Is okay. there any relation when we say Michtam de David? Yeah, that's where we quote When we bury a person? Michtam is an expression, but, but the, we, in the use over here, uh, the, there's a reason, the reason uh, there's always a reason why each intro of a, of a capital Tillam has specific terminologies. There's mm-hmm. an explanation for that. But the, what we're saying over here is, is referencing this quality of David HaMelech. We'll see, there's a few possibilities. One is that he's humble and perfect. The other one is that he was born with a bris milah. Um, and that's another pshat. Another pshat is, is that even though he, he was the same when he was young, um, very humble, and, and when, even when he was king, he was still very humble, and he, even when he was king, he was not embarrassed to go learn Torah from someone who's a big, a bigger Talmud. Talmud Chacham, the name. It says, Why did she want to say? Why did she keep it a secret and just hope that he admits? Because it, we learn that uh, a better a person should allow himself to be thrown into a Kivshan Eish than to um, embarrass somebody publicly. And we learned that from Tamar. Um, it's interesting that uh, she begged him to recognize the signs. Um, and uh, and uh, that was like a midah connected midah, because he said to Yaakov, do you recognize this garment as Yosef's garment? Um, anyway. It's interesting that yeah. the Gemara make uh, goes to great pains to make them out to be great tzaddikim, both Tamar and Yehuda. You don't get that from the uh, Chumash if you read it literally. Mm-hmm. That's why. That's why you need the Gemara to interpret it, right? Gemara. That's exactly what the the that's the story.
It goes, anyway. It goes in great length to justify. No, but it also makes him, I think, more than justify, makes him have to be great tzaddikim. Right. Well, look, you know, it, it took a lot to admit publicly that he was the father. That he was the father. So she said, no, please, because she was begging him to, to remember Hashem and don't hide your eyes. And Yehuda did recognize, and he said, um, that basically, I am the father, and she does not deserve to die. Rav Khan Barbizna Simeon Shimon Chesida. Yosef was Makadashim Shemaim in private. There was nobody there, but he, he controlled himself. He merited to have an extra letter of Hashem's name in his name. But Yehuda, who was Makadashim Shemaim publicly, he merited to have his whole name have Hashem's name in it. Uh, when he admitted, and she said, and he said, the heavenly voice said, You saved. Tamar and the two babies inside her, inside of her, from being burnt. So in that merit, I'm going to save your offspring, three of them, from the fire. That's Hanani and Mishal Vazari were thrown in the fire. There was a special merit, the saving from fire. Okay. Um, so the question is, how did he know Tzadkamimani? Maybe she was with other people besides for him. So it was. You're right. It was a heavenly voice that says that it was that that this this whole story was brought about because so that Yudah should make her pregnant. It was Hashem caused it caused it to happen. It says What does that mean? So the Argumar says that what it means is is that means that he never stopped, that he continued to stay married to her um, and and never never stopped being with her. Okay, which took us to the next person, to Avshalom, which is, we mentioned briefly, Avshalom with his hair. So Avshalom was rebelled with his hair. Um, that's what, part of how he uh, got a lot of people to follow him. He was extremely handsome. Um, anyway, and every year he would cut off his hair, and he had made a big to-do about it, and that's how he sort of got people to um, follow him. Okay. Um, Meantime, uh, had he died, Avshalom was riding on the on the mule. He was being chased, and the mule went under a tree, and the and the branches of the tree caught his hair, got caught, and the mule kept running, and his, uh, and he was hanging. Um, he was about to cut his hair down, you know, cut himself free, mm-hmm. uh, with his sword. But mm-hmm. uh, then at that moment, the. Uh, um, the, the earth opened up and he was going to go straight down to Gehenna. So he didn't do that. <laughs> anyway, um, but... So I thought that soldier killed Yeah, it was Yoav, the soldiers of, of David who ended up killing him. The soldiers plus Yoav. Anyway, um, he didn't want him dead, David, and that's what happened, that after he was killed, so David was crying, and he said, his son, he said my son, my son... Uh, it's one of the saddest parts of Navi. You see how distraught of it was that he was crying out with a loud voice, my son of Shalom, of Shalom, my son, my son. Anyway, he said my son eight times. What was the eight times? Because they were, they were to elevate him with his davening from the seven levels of Gehenna. And he brought him out of Gehenna. And then what is the eighth one? That's the question. So either that's to bring him to al um, that's one pshat, um, mm-hmm. or um, 
um, or that his head should come back to his body, that his body should be intact. Um, anyway, it says that uh, Shalom, uh, um, you know, I don't, I don't, he made this Yad, yad of Shalom, um, and what did he take? So he says it was a bad, it took a bad, well, it was a Mekachra, it was a bad decision, okay. Um, anyway. In Inara Zaytim. Yeah. When we see, when we see the structure. Of Yad of Shalom, yeah. Mm-hmm. What's in it? I don't know. It was just a monument that he made. Of Shalom made the monument? Yeah, that's what the Navi tells us. Yad of Shalom. Anyway, um, uh, the, the, it says Eimeh Kamelach, and that's because this was really Hashem brought about the whole circumstances that, that Avshalom should rebel against David HaMelech, and that was when he, when he was punished, when David needed to be punished, he said, and, that's the, and that is the story, and that's the review of yesterday's daft.